Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Today we have part two of our newsmaking interview with Phyllis Schlafly about why Christians must vote. Phyllis explains the history of the conservative movement from Barry Goldwater to Ronald Reagan and her part in defeating the ERA. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Today is election day. By the time many of you see this video, we will be casting ballots on November 4th, 2014 in our midterm elections. And just a disclaimer up front, I don't care who you vote for. This is a nonpartisan show, uh, but we do care that you vote. In fact, Phyllis Schlafly, who's gonna be our guest in this show, has recently written a, an op-ed for the Christian Post encouraging all Christians to participate and vote in today's November 4th elections. Here are some excerpts from her essay in the Christian Post. She says, quote, although the midterm elections were about two weeks away when she wrote this, about two million Americans have already voted. The circus of early and Mail-in voting undermines the federal law, which provides, quote, the Tuesday next after the first Monday in November in every even-numbered year is established as the day for the election, end quote. She says that law, and when our national elections were held on that one unifying Tuesday in November, discussions and debates could continue among family and neighbors and the media up until the day that virtually everyone voted. She reminds us that one and only debate between Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter occurred only a week before election day in 1980. With the candidates tied in the polls while a television audience of perhaps 120 million people watched. And I remember watching that debate. She says, why rampant early voting now is even allowed remains a mystery. The constitution requires that a member, members of the electoral college who elect the president must cast their votes on the same day throughout the nation. Because our founding fathers wisely sought to avoid the mischief caused by early voting. Yet in this year's race for the US Senate in Iowa, for example, which may decide which party controls the Senate beginning January, some 170,000 Iowans had already cast their votes before candidates even held a key debate. Those votes that are cast before debates are held can hardly be desirable. Republicans have been slow to realize how early voting helps the Democrats. Most top Republican political operatives firmly believed right up to the morning of the 2012 election that Mitt Romney was going to win, but they were wrong. Even if a few Republican strategists have lately become a believer in what the Democrats can do to turn out, turning out the vote, it doesn't mean Republicans can go and do likewise. Republicans still have nothing remotely comparable to the techno-political machine that twice elected President Obama. Well, our thanks to Phyllis for that inspiring quote. We're gonna have her after this break, but first I wanna pray. Would you pray with me about the elections today? Let's pray. 
Father in heaven, we do pray today from Exodus chapter 18 that we will look for able men and women from all people, men who fear God, are trustworthy, hate a bribe, and we're gonna place those elected officials over the people in thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. God, give us the insight to elect God-fearing politicians. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. We'll be back with more from Phyllis Schlafly. Discerning the spirits that rule our politicians, Dr. Chaps will be right back. Are you pro-life? Do you believe that abortion kills innocent children? If so, I want you to take action today and sign a petition at PrayInJesusName.org. Here's three petitions we need you to sign. The number one is to stop Planned Parenthood from getting your taxpayer dollars. Did you know they've received now $487 million in your taxpayer dollars? I don't think that's right. They use that money to facilitate 329,445 abortions, not really to pay for adoption or mammograms, but just to kill innocent children. Sign a petition today at PrayInJesusName.org. Here's number two petition we want you to sign, and that's to defund Obamacare. This bad healthcare law is now forcing Christian employers to pay for contraception, sterilization, and abortion pills free of charge for all their employees, or the Christian employer has to pay a $100 fine per day per employee. That's gonna bankrupt our friends like the Hobby Lobby Corporation, Christian business owners, and even Catholic hospitals now are being forced to pay for abortions. The Obama administration is now promoting the Plan B abortion pill over the counter for children as young as seven years old. Here's petition number three we need you to sign at PrayInJesusName.org to help pass Senate Bill 583 the Life Begins at Conception Act. This personhood bill, introduced by my friend, Senator Rand Paul, can actually defend life and help overturn Roe versus Wade. Take action today. I know you care about the unborn, but please sign a petition today at PrayInJesusName.org. We will fax that petition free of charge to your congressman. Sign a petition at PrayInJesusName.org. Take action today if you're pro-life. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. You're watching PIJN News. I'm joined again by my dear friend, Phyllis Schlafly, who is the founder of Eagle Forum. Her website is eagleforum.org. Welcome back to the show, Mrs. Schlafly. Thank you, Dr. Chaps. So can you talk for a second about how you got started in the conservative movement? I know. Back in 1964, Barry Goldwater was running for president and you wrote a bestseller book that year that really put you on the map, A Choice, Not an Echo. Uh, can you talk about what was happening in the 1960s? Well, it did. That little paperback book uh, really invented the conservative movement. I plunged when I wrote it because nobody would publish anything by uh, just uh, some housewife living in a little town in Illinois who had never published anything before. So I plunged and ordered 25,000. And then I, in my old standard typewriter and my old-fashioned mimeograph machine, I ground out 200 letters and sent them to people around the country and said, uh, order this book and send it to your delegates to the Republican National Convention. Because we were then facing a typical battle between what we call the establishment or the rhinos 
are the people who want to control us and the grassroots. And the grassroots wanted Barry Goldwater. And so I started selling that little book and ultimately sold three million copies out of my garage. And it, it created the conservative movement because it did enable us to nominate Barry Goldwater that year and take the party away from the so-called establishment. Well, of course, they destroyed Barry Goldwater after that, and it took us a while to rally our forces again. But if we hadn't made that fight, we never would have had Ronald Reagan in 1980. And ultimately, we did uh, nominate and elect the greatest president of the 20th century, Ronald Reagan. Well, thank you for your role in that. The title of that book was A Choice, Not an Echo. And I think what that means is if you promote a moderate Republican who parrots the, the positions of the Democrat Party, that's really just echoing the left. Yeah, if, we, used to, we used to call those people Me Too Republicans. Whatever the Democrats uh, said, uh, they would say Me Too. And we wanted somebody to really stand up strong for the principles that made America great. Absolutely, and obviously Ronald well, Reagan did that. Doctor uh, Chaps, uh, uh, this is the 50th anniversary of A Choice Not an Echo, and in a couple of weeks I'm coming out with the 50th anniversary edition that will not only reprint the additional, the uh, original A Choice Not an Echo, but will bring the story up to date because the establishment hasn't gone away; they're still trying to tell us what to do. And uh, you will find it very interesting how I tell the story of the behind-the-scenes shenanigans that have been going on in the Republican conventions ever since 1964. Well, in the last two presidential elections, in uh, 2008 and again in 2012, it seems like the Republican Party has nominated the establishment candidates. You look at John McCain, who was uh, more liberal than some of the other candidates, and of course Mitt Romney, again, who was more liberal. What is it going to take to nominate a true conservative in the 2016 elections? Well, it's going to take people reading my new edition of A Choice Not an Echo. I'm telling them you can't be a player in the 2016 election unless you've read A Choice Not an Echo because I show you all the things that can happen. You've got to know what the other side is doing if you're going to win any battle. And I need to tell you how they, uh, how they have uh, tried to squelch the grassroots and give us the choice of the so-called establishment. We call them rhinos now, Republicans in name only. Talk for a minute about your history of fighting the ERA, Equal Rights Amendment, in the 1970s. You're a woman. Why did you fight against those radical feminists? Because, you know, the word in ERA isn't woman at all. The word is sex. It puts sex in the Constitution. And I pointed out that it will cause uh, a lot of uh, takeaways of rights that women now had, such as in a previous broadcast, we talked about assigning women to combat. And uh, if you have equality, then the draft law is uh, the perfect example of a discriminatory uh, law, because the law said then and still says male citizens of age 18 must register for the draft. And uh, so I showed how uh, ERA was a takeaway of rights that women 
who are so privileged in America to be Americans uh, would uh, would lose by it. And it developed into a 10-year battle, and we beat the whole establishment. Let me tell you, you can be inspired by this. When we took on that fight against the ERA, we had against us three presidents, that is Nixon, Carter, and Clinton, three first ladies who demonstrated against us, uh, almost every member, all except about two or three members of Congress, every governor, some of them uh, walked in the picket line against us, all of the media, and uh, it, the big money, and oh, and Hollywood, in uh, Hollywood came repeatedly to our hearings in Springfield, Illinois, and we had all against us, and we beat them all. It took 10 years, but we did win. And it's, it's a very inspiring story to people who sh to show you if, if you get active in politics, you can accomplish big things and overturn the big boys. Before we take a short break, can you talk about Eagle Forum? How did that organization rise from your activism, and how can ladies get involved in that? Well, we are a volunteer organization. I'm a volunteer. All my state presidents are volunteers. And uh, we invite you to come and join us. We, we have uh, uh, attracted women who believe in the American system and who uh, had a little time, mainly because a lot of them were full-time homemakers, and uh, they, uh, they were able to give some time to go and lobby their legislators and tell them what they want them to do. And we taught them how to do that, and uh, it, uh, again, was very successful. Wonderful. And your website is eagleforum.org. You have state chapters and local meetings in every major city in America. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to ask Phyllis about President Obama's war on religious freedom. We'll be right back. Making your voice heard in our nation's capital. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you care about defending religious liberty? I know you do. And that's why I'm asking you to take action today. Don't just sit there, but do something. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and sign a petition that we will fax to Congress on your behalf. In fact, there are three specific petitions I want you to sign to defend military chaplains who are under fire. The first is to support H.R. 343. This is a bill introduced in Congress by my friend, Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina, to protect free speech for military chaplains who are sometimes punished if they use the word Jesus in their prayers. Well, if you know my story, you know that I was punished in 2006, uh, even at court martial, because I used the word Jesus in my prayers in uniform in front of the White House. Well, I was later vindicated by Congress who said it's okay for me to do that, but did you know 65 other chaplains are now suing the Navy? I was not the only person. Our second petition I want you to sign is to protect military chapel buildings, which are being desecrated. Christian altars, Catholic or Protestant, are being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies in all 50 states under this order by the Obama administration. Well, that deprives all of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines of a sacred worship space, which ought to be protected. And instead, they're gonna punish the chaplain if he won't turn over the keys to his chapel. Here's another petition I want you to sign, and this is to stop threatening court-martial for troops who talk about Jesus. Even recently, the Pentagon is saying, oh, we're gonna threaten you with a crime of proselytizing. No, that's not right. Any soldier 
ought to be able to talk about his or her faith in Jesus Christ and to have that same religious freedom of speech that we sacrifice to give for others. When you sign these petitions, we will fax them to Congress and it's free. I want you to take action today. Sign these three important petitions at PrayInJesusName.org. Go there today. Welcome back and thank you again for watching PIJN News. I'm joined again by my new friend, Phyllis Schlafly, eagleforum.org, author of over 20 books, has testified before 50 or more state legislatures and fought against, in fact, almost single-handedly defeated the feminist movement in the 1970s who tried and failed to promote the Equal Rights Amendment. Welcome back, Phyllis. Thank you, Dr. Chips. Now, you wrote another book recently that President Obama has a war on religious freedom in America. What do you mean by that? Well, he certainly does, and I, I hope you realized uh, the significance of my telling you that a family court thought it had the uh, right and authority to decide what church the kid, uh, kid should go to uh, when his mother and father were in some disagreement. Uh, and we don't think that decision should be made by the judges. But if the Christians don't wake up and realize that we are in a war against the establishment, uh, you must be asleep because we need the Christians to understand this. We need the pastors to explain this to their congregation. There are so many ways that they're attacking us in, and it's not just the gay marriage. It's, it's uh, uh, what you, your whole speech, what you're talking about. We have cases now where, uh, the, where a baker was uh, sued because he didn't want to make a wedding cake, cake, uh, cake for a gay wedding. And uh, that Jack should Phillips be is here in Denver. We're, we're based in Colorado, so I know Mr. Phillips. Uh, what can pastors do? There's been a move for Pulpit Freedom Sunday, but then you also saw the lesbian mayor of Houston is subpoenaing the sermons of some pastors. They're coming right into our churches and demanding our papers. What should the pastors do? Well, I think that should, the pastor should stand up, preach against this uh, interference with the religion, and uh, make their congregations aware. Unfortunately, I don't find many of them doing that. They're a little bit afraid of IRS taking away their tax exemption. But if all the pastors would rise up and, and talk against this government interference and trying to control what they say or don't say, uh, I think there, well, there's no way IRS internal revenue could cope with it. And uh, the American people want a land of religious freedom. And uh, it's going to slip away from us if the Christians don't realize that they are the ones under attack. Yes, and thanks to your efforts over the years and the conservative movement, many young people are now taking up a pro-life stand to end abortion. Is that a women's right? Is that in the Constitution? Well, I'm very encouraged. I'm, of course, I've been involved in the pro-life fight uh, for many years. And all of a sudden, we are winning, especially with the young people. And uh, I'd like to think it was all the good work that we've done, uh, you and I and others who are pro-lifers. But actually, I think what has been our biggest help are these ultrasound pictures. 
You know, I didn't have any ultrasound when I had my six children. And one of my staff got married and had a baby and came in uh, some months ago with her ultrasound. And I'm just blown away by it. Even a fourth grader can look at it and say, oh, that's a real baby. <laughs> and uh, so I think we are winning on the pro-life. We have certainly made the Republican Party pro-life. And uh, I think we're making, uh, that's one, abortion was one of the reasons why the feminists fought so hard for the Equal Rights Amendment, because they felt that the uh, Equal Rights Amendment would require the government to pay for all uh, abortions. But uh, I think we've beaten that, and um, it's, it's a big issue. But the issue now is marriage and the whole matter of religious freedom. So I guess my message is Christians wake up. We're not, we, our, our country was founded by people who came here uh, looking for religious freedom and believing they would get it in this great land here. And uh, we can't let... Uh, the narrow-minded people take us take that away from us. You know, your great work over the years with Eagle Forum has inspired a new generation of Christian uh, conservative feminists, if I could use that word. Uh, for example, Janet Porter with Faith to Action and uh, Wendy Wright and uh, Penny Nance with Concerned Women for America and of course Elaine Donnelly with the Center for Military Readiness do you think the next generation of conservative women are in good hands? Are we going to be able to carry on your message? I think the young people are, are doing a pretty good job, and we need to encourage them and uh, bring them into our councils and uh, teach them how to lobby their state legislators. <clears throat> legislators would rather uh, see some young people than some of us tired old grandmothers, but... Uh, uh, the, I, I think we are winning, but we definitely need to encourage the young people. And I've done a lot of speaking on college campuses, and uh, that's a disaster area. We've got to go after the colleges. Eagle Forum has a special session of what uh, we call Collegian Summit, when we uh, bring uh, some smart collegians to Washington and tell them things they didn't learn in college. And uh, so there are a lot of ways of reaching them. And all of those are so important because the fight goes on. We, we believe uh, of being a country of we the people. Uh, it's important that we the people get in the fight and be there and be there in politics. Now, of the 20 books that you've written, and this is my last uh, question really, if you want to talk about the book you wrote called The Flip Side of Feminism. Uh, when we think of feminism, we think of the, the angry women in the 70s burning their brassiers and uh, you know, the National Organization for Women promoting abortion. But what is the flip side of feminism? Well, it's, it's a, an, a statement of what feminism is really all about, in contrast to what they try to tell you they're all about. And it's, called, it's available on my website, eagleforum.org. And let me tell you something uh, else. Another book that's on my website is my book on the courts, the supremacists, and it's now out of print, but I have uh, arranged to enable you to download it by separate chapters, and you can have a study group and study what the courts are doing, and uh, that is the big issue in who's going to be elected in the November 4th election and uh, decide who's going to be nominated for the Supreme Court and the other federal courts. 
So it's terribly important that you know what the court has done. And uh, we, can't, uh, we can't put up with the court uh, simply throwing out the definition of marriage that we've had for the last uh, couple of millennia. And uh, it's uh, terribly important that we stand up for what we know is God's plan for marriage. Well, I want to honor you and say personally thank you, Phyllis, for your leadership over the past, uh, now it's the 50th anniversary of your book, A Choice, Not an Echo, for your leadership in Eagle Forum for inspiring young women and men across the country to stand up for conservative principles. Our guest has been Phyllis Schlafly. God bless you, ma'am, in Jesus' name. Thank you. God bless you. We'll be back after this short break. This is PIJN News. Introducing FactsCongress.com. Do you care about politics, defending pro-life causes, traditional marriage, and religious freedom? At FactsCongress.com, you can create any petition to Congress, and we will convert your e-petition instantly to real fax paper on your congressman's desk. And the best part? It's free. Want your voice heard by multiple congressmen? At FactsCongress.com, we can blast your petition to all 535 congressmen and senators instantly. And you don't even need a fax machine. Not only do we deliver your petitions instantly, but with our dashboard feature, you can quickly recruit friends on Facebook and Twitter to co-sign your petition. Do you care about a particular cause? You can build a virtual army of supporters at FactsCongress.com. Do you lead a church, faith-based organization, or PAC? We can even help you do fundraising. It's free. Just visit FactsCongress.com and try it out. Make a difference. Sign any petition today at FactsCongress.com. FactsCongress.com. Can I take a moment to ask you to donate today? There are such important battles that we're fighting and winning around the country to defend religious liberty. How much is the right to pray in Jesus' name worth to you? Well, to me, it was worth a 16-year career and a million-dollar pension, which I sacrificed to defend Jesus Christ. I'm asking you to call us today, toll-free at 866-Obey-God, and make a donation. How much would you pay to defend religious liberty? Would you give $10 or $20 or $100? I bet there's some people who are watching who can even give $1,000 today just to help us stay on the air, to broadcast this into people's homes, to organize these petition drives, and especially, we spend thousands of dollars organizing rallies around the country and petitioning legislators. Please call us today at 866-Obey-God and give the best pledge that you can give to defend religious liberty and take a stand for Jesus Christ. We can't do it without you. Please donate today. God bless you in Jesus' name. Our thanks again to Phyllis. Please donate today at PrayInJesusName.org. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, every man should give what in what he has decided in his heart to give. Not reluctantly, but God loves a cheerful giver. We'll see you next time. Chaplain Klingenschmidt is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy who earned his Ph.D. in theology from Regent University. As a former Navy chaplain, by taking a public stand for freedom of speech and religious expression, and by sacrificing his own 16-year career and million-dollar pension, he was vindicated by the U.S. Congress, who changed the law and restored freedom for military chaplains to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps not only defended the Constitution, but his petitions have helped change the law in 10 states, restoring freedom to pray in Jesus' name. This is PIJN News.
Dr. Chaps need your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 